Hello, Googleization Nation, and welcome to the Future of Leadership, a GGG Unleashed podcast with thought leader Paul McCarthy. I'm Ira Wolf. And I'm Jason Cochran. In each of Paul's episodes, we'll cover practical insights, tips, and executable activities to get you thinking about the future of leadership in your organization. Let's begin. It's time to reframe the narrative. It's time to create the conditions for our leaders, leadership teams, and organizations to have open and honest conversations that matter. I'm Paul Mack from Paul Mack Leadership, just a poor boy from Shepherd's Bush, challenging the way things are done. I've adopted a counterintuitive approach to the future of leadership that's starting to gain traction. What I'm sharing is raw, it's unconventional, but it's always focused on having the conversations we need to have. Today, we're going to be talking through the type of leader we will need in the future to navigate ongoing disruption. As part of the future of work and the future of leadership, we will increasingly need leaders who can demonstrate a range of disruptive leadership qualities. In this episode, we'll break down some of the myths and stigma surrounding these types of leaders and will challenge your perception and understanding of what a disruptive leader and a disruptor looks like. By the end of this episode, you'll understand why we need these types of leaders and what will begin to happen if we don't embrace these leaders into how we identify, recruit, onboard, and develop our future leader pipeline. Those who know my story will be aware that I'm a disruptive leader. Fired four times for demonstrating the leader qualities that I was hired for. Because I was disruptive as a leader, doors began to close to me, silos surfaced, and office politics intensified. I and the research believe that that's mainly because we haven't been educated to see the true value that disruptive leaders can bring to an organization and the increasing role that they will play in the future. We tend to see disruption as a dirty word. Let's be honest here. A taboo topic that many are plagued by and yet few truly understand what being disruptive actually means. You see, Disruptive leaders are often seen as troublemakers, agitators, shit disturbers, and they're often stigmatized for their differences. But let's take a look at some of the organizations that I've found through my research and how they interact with these so-called troublemakers. Square Root, an Austin-based technology startup whose director of people and culture states, the company has taken the stigma out of troublemaking. This was achieved through the company sending a letter to the entire team, introducing the concept of a troublemaker. Square Root has embedded the need and expectation to be a troublemaker as part of every staff member and leader's role. Think about that. The feedback so far indicates an increase in not just productivity, but individual effectiveness. Or how about founder of Bridgewater Associates, Ray Dalio? He lets it be known that all employees are expected to challenge their peers and superiors and has embedded a culture of dissent, which improves creative thinking and productivity. Or even co-CEO Melody Hobson of Aerial Investments. She would openly disagree with her co-CEO, not out of disrespect, but out of a sense of pursuing the greater mission of the firm. Later in this episode, we'll see how this is a critical quality that disruptive leaders possess. 
Let's put this into the wider context of how our current approach is to identifying, recruiting, onboarding, and developing future leaders are broken at worst or ineffective at best. DDI's latest global leadership forecast in 2023 found that increasingly, CEOs are often being kept up at night by what they call the fragility of the workforce. The key things keeping these CEOs up at night as part of the fragility of the workforce include attracting and retaining top talent, developing the next generation of leaders, and maintaining an engaged workforce. These three things keep CEOs more concerned than their other economic and business concerns. Here's an interesting fact from this research as well. Only 12% of companies surveyed in this research report what they call a confidence in the strength of their leadership bench. 12%. Here's another interesting thing. Those companies who do invest in identifying and developing leaders with diverse thinking and capabilities, which is a significant quality that disruptive leaders have, report being more agile to meet their business challenges. They're also six times more likely to engage and retain top talent, three times more likely to be among the most top performing organizations in the world, and five times more likely to prevent employee burnout. These statistics are really alarming. And by the way, if you're not aware of DDI, they're the largest global leadership forecast and they survey information from over 1,800 HR professionals, almost 14,000 leaders, just like you, and over 1,500 organizations. Their work spans more than 50 countries and 24 major industries. I've got a question for you. What do you immediately think of when you think of a disruptive leader? Chances are your initial impression of what a disruptive leader is, is often driven by your conscious or unconscious biases. We covered those in another episode, remember? Well, how about this? Ask yourself, how are you attracting and retaining the next generation of leaders, many of whom are characterized by the tendency to disrupt the status quo? I speak openly and regularly about how our current ways of identifying, recruiting, onboarding, and developing leaders will need to embrace disruptive leaders if organizations are to continue thriving in a post-COVID world. Disruptive leader qualities are currently considered to be uncommon, though leaders with these leader qualities are what Corn Ferry deem future-ready leaders. Let me give you an example of how being a disruptive leader and being misunderstood as a disruptive leader, despite being recruited to be one, can manifest in organizations that currently don't fully understand the value that these types of leaders bring. We'll call him Mr. Suits. Mr. Suits and I met upon joining a reputable consulting firm, whereby I was tasked to support the growth of the business into new areas, using approaches that would disrupt the status quo in terms of thinking and behavior. Armed only with the qualities of a disruptive leader, that you'll soon find out what they were, I immediately requested a meeting with Mr. Suits. After we exchanged the usual pleasantries and Mr. Suits reiterated how glad they were to have me join the firm, we got down to business. I said, as you know, I've been brought in to support the practice's growth, and I'd like to understand what our current approach is to practice development, business development, 
and our strategy to achieve our revenue target. Mr. Suits smiled, leaned back in his chair and said, we don't need one, we're green global. I outlined my case for why we needed a disruptive approach that would diversify our client base to prepare for the inevitable recession that was looming. Does that sound familiar? I even outlined that it's often consulting firms' failure to diversify that plays a large role in their eventual demise, as well as their footprint. That's where Mr. Seuss interrupted me and uttered those seven words I'll never forget. Son, I've got suits older than you. A few years later, when I was exited for being too disruptive, and Green Global's client base had indeed been negatively impacted by the looming recession, as well as a failure to diversify its client base. Did I smile as I was escorted from the premises? No, not at all. That's not what disruptive leaders do. Surely you don't need me to tell you why the above is bad for organizations. How organizations treat leaders who bring divergent thinking, new perspectives, or non-linear thinking, do you? In an earlier episode, I referenced some of DDI's research findings from its 2018 global leadership forecast. Specifically, that an organization which identifies disruptive leadership potential early tends to outperform other organizations by up to 4.3 times more. Think about that. Or research from Heydrich and Struggles in 2019 goes further into showing how the ability of leaders to disrupt and challenge directly correlated to their leadership potential, yet is the most often undervalued and underprioritized skill set and mindset that organizations seek from their leaders. Interestingly, two of the most sought-after leader mindsets from their research indicate that organizations are seeking drive for results and resilience, which as you'll see later, are two of the defining features of disruptive leaders. Hydric and Struggle suggest any company seeking to develop its leadership bench must also find the right level of disruptiveness for its long-term needs. In reviewing DDI's 2023 global leadership forecast, and specifically their perspective on the five skills leaders need for the future, against the backdrop of my own research, into the common qualities that disruptive leaders are characterized by, reveals a strong correlation between what DDI considers critical leader skills for the future and the six qualities of disruptive leaders that I've developed. Four out of five of these align with the leader qualities that disruptive leaders are characterized by. Strategic thinking, managing successful change, decision-making prioritization, and influencing others. They're the critical skills that DDI outlined. Enhancer, adaptable, decisive, divergent. They're the qualities that I found through my research that disruptive leaders are characterized by, and they align with DDIs. Let's just take one of the six qualities of disruptive leaders and introduce some research that indicates its importance to the future of work and to the future of leadership. Purpose. DDI's 2023 global leadership forecast strongly shows that leaders don't feel a strong sense of purpose. I've also spoken about this before with Ernst & Young's research 
that indicates 96% of leaders will not join or stay at your organization if their individual purpose doesn't align with the wider organizations. DDI found that when leaders feel a strong sense of purpose, they're nine times more likely to feel engaged in their role. And they're 2.4 times likely to stay at the organization for a longer period of time. In the research I conducted into the qualities that disruptive leaders have, our findings indicate that disruptive leaders are purpose-driven, build trust quickly, and curiously innovate, empathetic big-picture thinkers and improvement-focused, transparent and courageous challenges of the status quo, embrace uncertainty with decisiveness, agility, and resiliency, Divergent in approach, thinking, perspectives, and values. Ability to continually adapt, see opportunities, and transform. These qualities and these indicators have become what I've termed the six qualities of disruptive leaders. And in the work I do in the future of leadership, they now serve as a blueprint for how to identify, recruit, onboard, and develop disruptive leaders into your organization. In your own organization, who is the Mr. Suits or Mrs. Suits that you can identify? And how can you help prepare them for embracing the value that disruptive leaders bring? How prepared do you think your organization is right now to identify, recruit, onboard, and develop leaders who are disruptive and have rebellious leadership qualities? And how can you begin to reframe how you perceive leaders with disruptive and rebellious leader qualities or challenge the assumptions you hold of these types of leaders and what they can bring to your organization? Think back to Mr. Suits and how I was hired to disrupt the status quo in an organization that wanted and needed a disruptive leader to navigate the process, yet wasn't ready at a systemic and institutional level. And now recall the work of Clayton Christensen, a figure in disruption in business. He stated that if an established company pursues growth in a new market, the odds of success are six times greater, and the revenue potential is 20 times greater than in incremental growth in an established market. You know, as part of preparing for this episode, I spoke to many peers and colleagues and even friends on the topic. And I was overwhelmed by the perception that still exists that to be disruptive is a bad thing, a negative thing. And yet at the same time, it's a trending topic that few fully understand. Just do a quick search on LinkedIn, chief disruption officer or disruption. LinkedIn throws out hundreds of thousands of people that have these terms in their job titles or role profiles. I was treated as a pariah for being a disruptor a pariah in the organizations that weren't yet prepared for embracing disruptive leaders. And yet it's the disruptive leaders that change how people think. They're motivated by a bigger purpose, by staying relevant and rewriting the new normal. That's increasingly relevant in a post-COVID world, isn't it? As Corn Ferry in its research study about self-disruptive leaders shows, Disruptive leaders are adaptive change makers for the future. In that research, Corn Ferry surveyed over 795 investors and analysts 
to understand the skills needed by future business in an increasingly disruptive environment. They found that the current supply of leaders who have disruptive leader qualities and the market's demand for them reveal just how wide the leadership skills shortage in this area is. Through this study, Corn Ferry discovered a clear link between disruptive leaders and high performance. But even more shocking for me is that globally, organizations will not be able to quickly adapt to changing business environments unless their leaders are future ready, which means having the ability to be self-destructive as a leader. Currently, only 15% of today's leaders can be considered as self-disruptors. Some more sobering statistics from this study reveal 69% said the need for transformation will make leadership more important to company performance within the next three years. Almost eight out of 10 insist the right leadership is critically important when deciding which companies to invest in. And 67% believe that traditional and legacy leadership will not be fit for the future. This is especially relevant in parts of Asia where 82% of investors in China and 80% in Japan believe this to be the case. To navigate this difficult situation, Corn Ferry advocate that many organizations will need to overhaul not just their leadership development programs, but the very structure and culture of their businesses. Studies like this are becoming increasingly common and at the heart of them is highlighting how and why the previous and current models of good leadership are not future ready. I've made it no secret in my work that the majority of leadership development programs are typically based on reintroducing the same characteristics of what might have worked in the past. We're now beginning to wake up, wake up to the realization that how we develop future leaders for future business will need to reflect and adapt based on a new set of qualities and attributes that previously would have been marginalized or discredited. As eloquently put by the authors of the Corn Ferry study, a revolution in how companies develop leaders is vital for closing the leadership gap. Traditionally, that will be considered something to avoid, but it's not the case today, at least not with a business development lens applied. The value of disruption is that it allows leaders to break free of conventional thinking and processes. Some things to ponder. How can you seek out opportunities to disrupt how your organization identifies, recruits, onboards, and develop its future leaders? And how can you create the conditions in your organization to enable leaders to break free of conventional thinking and processes? As we wrap this episode up, I invite you to do the following. Spend 30 minutes to challenge the assumptions that you hold about disruptive leaders and how you may be overlooking them as a source of organizational resilience and continued innovation. Think about the key disruptions facing your organization right now and consider what value you think that this type of leader can bring to navigate the organization through it. Identify three activities that will help you specifically seek out a leader's ability to disrupt. And now think about what's going to happen to you and your organization and your future leadership talent pipeline if you don't embrace disruptive leaders.
DDI's 2023 global leadership forecast found that only 29% of organizations train leaders to develop the critical skills needed for the future. Those that do are 1.4 times more likely to be named as a best place to work, which improves their ability to attract and retain top talent. My next episode will address how you can find out more about how disruptive leader qualities can be identified and developed, and the answers may surprise you. If you're interested in anything that we've outlined in this episode, we run workshops on how to identify, recruit, onboard, and develop disruptive leaders, as well as a range of tools to support CEOs, chief people officers, chief disruption officers, and hiring managers to better understand and embrace disruptive leaders in their organizations. You can find me on LinkedIn, and I'm happy to have a discussion or share workshop details. Thanks for tuning in today. That's it for today's episode. Thank you for tuning in and learning about the future of leadership. We'll be back next month with Paul for another episode. But until then, please visit Paul's website for additional resources at paulmacleadership.com. And until next time, don't let the shift hit your plans.